This is episode three of the Feed Your Soul with Kim podcast. Today we talk about why and how diets have failed you. We look at how dieting is a mindset problem, the reasons why diets don't work, and strategies to end dieting. Let's get started. Soul Podcast with Kim, and I am Kim McLaughlin, your host. I'm a licensed psychotherapist, inspirational coach, speaker, and best-selling author. I help people feed their soul by putting food in its proper place as nourishment and develop functional ways to nurture themselves. I'm so glad you joined me on this podcast today. We are going all in for a extraordinarily important topic and I'm calling it ditch the diet. Um, Those of you that have been on this podcast before know that I talk about intuitive eating and focusing on peace with food. One way to do that is to look at your relationship with dieting and how it has served you and how has it failed you? So I'm going to go right in. The time I'm filming this is in May and it is getting to be swimsuit season. What I see is there are lots of, there are lots of um, articles about dieting and how to get thin for, for summer, how to be thin so you can wear your bathing suit, how to get in shape, This is the time of year when that shows up repeatedly where we're wondering how are we going to be that certain size in order to wear a bathing suit. The other time of year this comes up is January when we look at dieting to be a certain weight. Generally, people feel very frustrated come January. They've overeaten for the three months prior to January 1, feel frustrated with their body and want to be a different size. So these are the two times of years I find that there's a lot of focus on diet and a lot of focus on body size. The advertisements really tell you that you have to be a certain weight or you have to be thin, actually. I don't know that they say necessarily what size that is, but you have to be a certain weight. And I find it interesting because in the articles and the pictures will always be the overweight person, I'm going to quote overweight person is, um, upset or sad, or the picture is blurry and they're wearing big baggy clothes and they don't feel good about themselves. And you can see that really in the picture. Then they have the side by side. The other picture is the person who's thin, who's wearing skimpier clothing, who's kind of posing and smiling and happy. And there's really this this push by our culture and by our media that if you're overweight, whatever that might mean, you are unhappy. And if you are thin, whatever that might be, you are happy. And I want us to consider challenging that mindset 
And it's really a diet mindset. It's the mindset that I have to change how I eat. I have to watch calories or watch points or watch whatever food portions I have to eat certain foods in order to lose weight. And this is really a diet mindset. So how is it a mindset? How is it a diet and a mindset? And so one is that there's the thought that we have to be this certain size, this size that whatever it is, and generally it um, becomes a number on the scale. We get really kind of intense on having the number be a certain number. And I find often actually for me, for years, the number that I thought was the right number that I was supposed to be on the scale was really connected to when I was quite young. And I've always thought that was the size I'm supposed to be. And every year at, once again, beach time and New Year's, I would think I've got to be that certain number on the scale. The problem is, is that that number, wanting to be that number on the scale makes me want to diet. And I'm going to talk to you as we go on about what that might mean for you. The other way that this is a mindset is there's societal lack of acceptance of our bodies. There's really this push that whatever size you are, you shouldn't be that size. And we're going to get into the dieting mindset and how the dieting industry feeds into that. We'll talk about that in just a a little bit. And also the mindset is a scale-driven mindset. It's a mindset of you you really are um, kind of have to look at the scale to know whether you're going to be happy or whether you're going to be sad, whether you have succeeded or whether you have failed. And I know for myself and all of my clients that I talk to that this scale-driven mindset is really disastrous and leads us to feel horrible about ourselves the rest of the day. You take out your scale in the morning. You have a certain idea about what the size is going to be or what the number is going to be on the scale. And if it isn't what you think it's supposed to be, you feel upset with yourself. And I don't know about you, but whenever I would get on the scale, you know, no matter which way it went, I was more often than not upset with myself. And I'd feel upset the rest of the day, upset about my life, and what was going on related to the scale when really the rest of my day had nothing to do with the scale. It was really a mindset that I was stuck in that was a diet mindset. I want you to really consider the idea that diets have failed you. I said that out loud. Diets have failed you. The diet failed you. You didn't fail the diet. Consider that you didn't fail. It's really the strategy of the diet industry to have you buy their products. They strategize how to um, have the advertisements, the articles, the all the little advertisements on television where you see what you're supposed to look like. It's a two or excuse me, it's a twenty billion dollar industry. The weight loss industry is $20 billion. You know they want to make their money and they want to find a way to do that. And I think they do it on the back of our our good intentions and the fact that we don't feel good about ourselves. And I want you to consider that that dieting industry has helped create us feeling bad about ourselves. 
the the diet industry, weight loss industry includes books, programs, diet drugs, surgery, all the food that they sell. They have they have a reason to exist so that they can make money and and truthfully think about it when you don't reach whatever size it is you think you're supposed to reach, they make more money because they make you feel bad and make you want to buy again. I remember there's this one weight loss um, company that I don't know how many times I reinstituted the program. I went to it again and again and again. I paid them hundreds, if not thousands of dollars to be in their program along probably thousands and thousands because I bought their food too. And it never worked long term. So think about it. The diet industry wouldn't be making so much money if if it worked. If it really worked, we wouldn't need to keep buying those weight loss programs. What statistics that I have read say that anywhere from 10 to 20 percent of people who go on a diet keep it off. So that means 80 to 90 percent of people who are on diets might lose weight, but ultimately they gain it back and then some. I think that is staggering and I want you to wonder, why do I keep going back to that? Why do I keep going to those diets when overall, if they were going to work, they would have already worked. I wouldn't have to keep going back. There are many reasons why diets don't work. The first reason why they don't work is that they focus on deprivation. You can only eat certain foods off of their list. You can only have certain combinations. You can't eat these other certain foods. You have these forbidden foods of what of what is totally off limits. And what I know with 100% certainty is that that idea is of deprivation sets us up to want what we can't have. We want what we can't have. And so if you tell me, Kim, you can't have this certain food, I'll say, well, why not? I want to have it. I deserve to have it. You can't tell me no. And that's a lot of what happens for us is that when we get into that deprivation, we then get into that rebel side that says, you can't tell me what to do. So when we have those forbidden foods, we feel compelled ultimately to eat them, not necessarily in the beginning, but over time, we feel compelled. Oh, I'll just have a little. Oh, it's Christmas time. It's my special food. Um, oh, I'm feeling bad. I can have that. It's my birthday. I can have it. And what happens is, is that mindset is a spiral into um, feeling bad about ourselves, feeling bad that we ate the foods that we're not supposed to. We ate those per- forbidden foods. The other thing that happens is that we feel like we can't control ourselves. We feel like we can't stop. And that feels horrible. We feel sad and angry and guilty, and we just keep doing it over and over again. We just keep doing it over and over again. What I want you to consider is that this idea of deprivation leads us into feeling hungry and feeling like we um, need to not eat when we're physically hungry. One of the things we'll talk about over and over in this podcast is if you're hungry, eat food. Talk, look at what kind of food you need and what what is your right food for that moment. But eat food if you're hungry. If you're really physically hungry, there are different kinds of hunger. And what we want to do is we want to satisfy 
physical hunger. When we are in a, a, a deprivation modality, we're not eating when we're hungry. What does that tell our body? It tells our body that we're not going to be trustworthy. We're not going to be knowing, we're not going to be trustworthy to feed ourselves when we're hungry. So I want you to consider when you're hungry, eat food. Diets also make us focus on food all the time. Really, it's their function. They make us think about food. We write it down. We have to monitor it. We have to measure it. We have to make sure we have the right foods and not the wrong foods in the house. It's really the function of a diet to make us think about it all the time. And what we want to do, what I want to help you do is look at your eating intuitively. And what does my body need? What is my body asking for? And do that. And be a good steward of taking care of your body and eating when you're hungry. Another thing diets do is they lead us to think about good versus bad foods. Good foods are the ones you're supposed to have. Bad foods are the ones you're not supposed to have. Bad foods are the ones you're supposed to deprive yourself of. And when we eat whatever we think is the bad food, we feel bad about ourselves. We feel upset. We feel guilty. We feel overwhelmed and overloaded. And that leads us actually to eat more food. When we feel upset, I want you to think about this. When you feel upset that you've eaten bad food, it will then create this spiral of more and more and more, which ends up being overeating. And I want to help you move from that place of overeating to that place of peace with food. So what do we do? We have, I, I come up with, I wanted to share with you three strategies to help end that dieting mindset. Because there are a lot of things you can do starting now. First thing is <clears throat> to think about what is the dieting mindset to me? It's really individual. What is your dieting mindset? I really encourage you to journal about that and make that a doable this week is journal. What does dieting mean to me? For me, Kim, what it means is deprivation, hunger. I can't have these certain foods. Foods are off limits. And this is deprivation that leads to rebellion. When I say I can't have something, ultimately I want it and I'll have it. When I say I can have food if I want to or not, and I check in and notice if I'm hungry, then it's a whole different ballgame. I'm eating intuitively. I'm really in touch with what my body needs and wants. Diets also, when you when you want to look at dieting, what does it mean for you is also notice that diets can be disguised as healthy eating. And I want you to know, to wonder if it's healthy, if it's truly healthy eating or not, is to ask yourself, do I feel deprived? Do I feel restricted? Does this eating plan lead me to think constantly about food? If it does, then I would reconsider it. I would totally reconsider it. I want you to think about how diets can lead to guilt because guilt is that other part of what dieting has in it. So think about a circle. At the top of the circle is dieting, which is deprivation. Go around the circle. What dieting leads to is binging. We've already been talking about that. Then what binging leads to is guilt, is the feeling of guilt. And guilt then leads us back to dieting. It is a whole cycle that we go through that is, it, it leads you to overeat, feel bad about yourself, and feel out of control in your life. The other strategy to help you stop dieting is to look at whether you're focused on your weight. 
Are you weighing every day? Are you weighing multiple times a day? Are you looking at how much you've lost? Generally, we'll think then that there is never enough, um, that whatever weight we've lost or wherever our body is at, it's never enough, never good enough. I encourage you to let go of the focus of food and weight. I encourage you to focus on how you feel in your body rather than focusing on your weight and focusing on getting on that scale. Connect back to your body and connect into self-love. These are things that and topics that we'll be talking about each week on this podcast. So look for more podcasts that we have on self-love, body shaming, and moving out of body shaming. But one strategy to help you stop dieting is to look at whether you're focused on your weight and, and let go of that focus. Third strategy to help you stop dieting is to eat intuitively. Start connecting with your body, having mindful eating, using physical hunger as a starting spot to eating, and let real hunger be what what moves you forward and what moves you into eating each day. Literally what brings you to the table is feeling hungry, physical hunger. I have, there are four types of hunger and we're going to go over them another day. And today I just want you to focus on what is your physical hunger and connecting into your body and what does your body feel like and what is its need for hunger? What is its need to, for eating when you are truly and honestly hungry? I make it a point every time on this podcast to give you a doable at the end of the at the end of the show. And today a doable is really important because it gets you moving in the direction of intuitive eating and to focused off of dieting. And I know that that can be a scary topic because if I talk to you about not dieting, what everybody tells me, Kim, if I don't diet, what am I supposed to do? And what I say to that is what we're supposed to do is eat when we're hungry and stop when we're full. And that's easier said than done. I know that. What I help people with is moving into what's called intuitive eating and focusing in on what's your body needs and what it's asking for. We used to know how to eat when we were kids. We used to know what what our bodies needed when we were hungry and when we were full. And we would never allow ourselves to overeat because we'd stop. We were in contact with our body. This is the starting point for you to get back in contact with your body. One way to do that is to do this doable this week. And I encourage you to look back on your history of dieting and notice the pattern. I encourage you to journal it, to journal my history of dieting is and go through every year you've been alive. What, what was the first time you started dieting? What diet was that? How did you feel when you dieted? How did you feel when you lost weight? How did you feel when you gained weight? What were the patterns around dieting? Who was suggesting that you should diet? Who was telling you what food you should buy? Who was buying the food for you? And how old were you at every point in time? How many diets have you been on? How many diets have you repeated over and over again? And did they work? Then look at how it feels to review this history. Really get in touch with yourself 
And what is the feeling inside noticing this history of dieting? And just notice the feeling. Lastly, the doable is writing down how have diets failed you? How have they taken your money? How have they made a promise that they couldn't keep? And how is it they've got you far off track? What we tend to do is we blame ourselves and we don't blame the diet. We tell, we say, we're the one at fault. We're the one who's wrong. We're the one who's bad. When really what it is, is the diet failed you. That dieting mindset, that deprivation fails you every time. It might not be today. It might be a year or two from now, but it always happens. Look back at the history and see how diets have failed you. And what I want you to do is as you look at that is have compassion for yourself. Compassion for the part of you that did this with all good intents because that's what we're supposed to do. That's what we've been told is we're supposed to diet. I want you to to hug yourself and say, I'm okay. I did the best that I could and now I'm willing to look at it differently. I'm willing to look at food differently. I'm willing to look at diet differently. And I'm willing to look at my life differently and put it all in balance. As I talk about each week, there are six components to help you balance out your life and balance out your relationship with food. We look at the physical, the emotional, the thoughts, the lifestyle, the mindfulness, and self-love. When all those are in balance, food, or, food is in balance also in your life. And this is what we're going to do together. So let's just take it step by step and focus today on diet mindset. Bye, everyone. Thank you for joining us on the Feed Your Soul with Kim podcast. We come to you every Monday with fresh new ideas to help you end emotional eating and put food in its proper place as nourishment. Please be sure to subscribe to this podcast and review it and let us know what you think. Thank you for joining us. (laughs) 